<laughs> I didn't do it. Pick elbows. These two Mishnah, I'm like never going to do it again. I'm going to have to replace it with something else. So, man, we spoke about how the Anshiknes Agadoyla were at this crossroad. Now, crossroad, at this transition stage between Mesira and Kabbalah, right? They were the last full clarity, and after them, things were going to start to go bad, okay? But in the Mishnahis here, they're split into two. Okay, the next Mishnah is not a Kabbalah, it's Shemina Tzadik. Haya mi shayrei He was the, the end. So the Anshiknes HaGadol already took up two Mishnahis. Okay, the next one is not him getting it from them. It was still, he's still part of the Mesira. He's the end, but he's the end of the transition period. We'll talk about him when we get there. The Tiferet Yisrael on Avot says something and then doesn't do it. Okay, it, Judaism... For those, Judaic literature is full of these things where people make connections and then don't show their math, right? They just, uh, they link, they like what happened today with Rabbi Ziskind, okay? They get to the Mishnah, ooh, this ten is that ten, which is this ten, which is that ten. There's ten of these, ten of those, ten of these, ten of those, woo, right? And he made fun. He's like, what is a Google search for the number ten? Like, what the heck is this Mishnah? And then he had to go into the Chassid Yaivitz and these things to show you, show the math. That's like the equation. This ten equals this ten. And as uh, a student, we're like, okay, show your, show your work. I have no idea what you just did. Show your work. Show me again. So it's a, it's, a lot, it's very exciting a lot of times to take those equations that Chazal gave us and try to think through on your own. How can I get from this to this? In what way are they the same? How do they connect to each other? It can produce all sorts of new thoughts um, in your head. It's uh, one, of the, one, of the, one of the best ones that I've ever seen. We did with Rabbi Green, and um, Rabbi Green for a, a little while was very into a, a series of books by. Oh, he also read a parish on Avos Yeshua, uh, the something Yeshua. Wow, can't believe I forgot. It was like a big deal at the time. That was like what was happening. So anyway, so he, I'll remember. I'll remind me. I'll, I'll find it. But so there's a there's a Gemara. I think it's a Baye. Don't quote me. One of the Amorayim, and they're talking about davening, davening Shmona Esrei, whatever. And he says, I do it by counting birds. <laughs> I count birds, he said. I do Shmona Esrei by counting birds. So now, what does he mean, I do Shmona Esrei by counting birds? If you go through the Torah's list of the birds we're not allowed to eat, there's 18. 18 in one and 19 in the other. <laughs> right? There's 18. Uh, slightly different order in the two places that they're brought, okay? And so him, uh, him counting the, yeah, I think it works out, whatever, but him counting birds meant that the 18 brachas of Shemona Esrei are linked to the 18 birds that we're not allowed to eat in Vayikra. So this rabbi, it's Rosh Bushu Chlima, I don't remember his name right now, but he, uh, he wrote a book. He did it. He showed the work. Yeah. Just the bird, the bird book. And Rabbi Green was so excited that somebody wrote the bird book that uh, he's older. He's like, uh, it's not a modern book. You know? He's a uh, previous uh, few, you know. That he did it, we did it all together as Yeshiva. We sat down, we did the bird book. Okay? Was it Yeshiva that he did? Yeah, yeah, he just, we went through the book. It's not a long What kind of thing does he write? It's not a long book. What? What kind of things did he write? How, what was the connections? So he connected both through the, um, the, the, the nature of the birds that we know are being referenced and also the names that, that the Torah used for those birds. 
using them to link to the essence of what each bracha and shmanasi was about. It was, uh, don't ask me to do it, Zevi. Like a reason? Why? Why what? Why? Oh, yeah, I don't remember. You're asking too much already. Come on, I remember there was a book. I don't remember the guy's name. Good. Why? Did we do that? Something no, about connections and the, oh, so the Gadol Gibran Noah thing, yeah. So there, that was just an equation you have to show your work. I'm still, I'm still doing the work, but it looks exciting. Right? It deserves more exclamation points than anything. Okay, but we're going to do the regular way before that. And it's, uh, it's two Mishnahis together, this one and the next one, uh, really are together, because it's both on Chignes Sagadola. The Shemina Tzadik has a particular, uh, a special position in this transition, which we'll discuss when we get to him. So the Chignes Sagadola, we said... What was their job? Their job was they were, they were looking that we went from Mesira, from Nevuah, from a, a truth being revealed to us by God through seizures and visions and such, to a world of truth that would be very dark, where everything's going to be totally in the Macabal. Well, now we're going to have to work to understand, and where every generation is going to have a little bit less, right? Going to be a mute levavos, we're just going to get it to feel the way that we can. And we're going to, it's all going to be a chachma and trying to decipher what the truth is from what we already have. We're not going to get new uh, info, right? No teacher's edition. We're just going to have what we have and then it's going to get worse. And so their job was to help people, help the Jewish people through this difficult transition. Okay, that's their job, is the, is the Gadol Yador. So they said three things we said. They said, having Mesunim Bedin, Hamidah Tamim Harbi Asasiyag Torah. Right? Mesunim. There's a bunch of Jawad. Masunim is a weird word, right? Matun. Uh, anybody has to do, do things slowly. Generally, that's the general consensus amongst the Mepharshim. Is Metunim Badin. Okay, I said general consensus. Is that uh, being Matun is to do it being slow, slowing down. Okay? Patience. Slowly and patiently. There are a bunch of other Perushim that go more the way that uh, Mr. Bilal wants to go. The, not the one we're going to do, but the best alternate best. <laughs> We've rated the top three explanations of this Mishnah. So the, the, the second best parish, <laughs> besides the one that I'm going to give, which is obviously number one on the list, the second best parish out there is the Ritva. Mm, come on down. So the Ritva, he says, Metunim, he writes to the word Netunim. Okay, and he says, Netunim means, having Netunim Baden means, you have to put yourself in the den. That the way that you need to judge cases, talking to the Aaron and these things, is you have to put yourself in there as if it's you. Okay? Using koach, empathy, and siur, and whatever, you have to be the guy who's in front of you. Don't judge his case. Classic judge. I'm up on my table in my robe with my powdered wig, and this poor peasant are here bickering about boundary issues and these things. Order in the right, it's like the most guided, it's like seriously like legit, I think the most guided thing that maybe exists anymore. Right? Literally in special, everyone has to stand up. How many things do people have to stand up for, still? Very good. How many things do people have to stand up for? He's also in robes in the thing. Right? All rise, no! What? All rise for the honorable blah blah blah, like what? What the heck is this? I'm going to pass judgment upon he's standing up high and we're looking down at these, uh, you know, these measly humans. And from on high, I will pass judgment upon thee, right? Order in my, I'll have you removed. It's much like old monarchy, right? It's like the old, uh, off with his head, bailiff. 
No, for the sad. It's the same exact thing. So the so what what uh, what the Anshik Nesagdol are, are saying according to the Ritva is don't let that happen. Okay, having the tunim, but then you put yourself in there. Right? You want to explore this case? Don't explore it from on high with these uh, things down there. Get in there. It's you. You're judging. Right? Get in there as if this is what's happening to you. And now think about the case. And now down the case. Right? Which is a, a beautiful, uh, beautiful shot. We're not going to go with it. What? But I thought it was worth mentioning. I never heard it before. Try to keep them the same. Yeah. We don't. Yeah. I don't know. All right, we try to stay. Uh... You have to be careful now if you do it on Zoom that your camera's not too high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, looking down. Yeah, I put the camera on the floor <laughs> so that I can uh, down. Good. So the simple shot in which seems to be accepted, is you got to be slow. Okay? And we asked yesterday Akasha, which is what are our Havaminers here, right, in these things? Why do I have to be told this stuff? What didn't I understand? I thought I was going to be quick. Right? Was I planning on rushing through? And now Din, okay, we'll discuss what Din means. Din, some, some the, the Mepharshim here, either were legit talking to the Dayanim, they're giving uh, Eitzah to the actual, you know, the Chachamim of each generation who are going to be the Dayanim and, and uh, Zah, or it really means everybody. We all do Dinim all the time. Right? We're all Paskin and for ourselves all day long. Okay? The vast majority of the Halachas that you guys live, you're not asking anybody about. You're making decisions based on what you know in the situation in front of you. We're constantly doing that, right? Probably wrong a lot of the time, but we are doing it. You can't live a Jewish person. You're going to carve a beller every three and a half seconds? So we're right, right that we're wrong. What happened? Are we right that we are wrong? So we're right to make the judgment, but... I'll tell you what Rabbi Back used to say. It's okay. It's not okay. It's okay. It's not okay. It's okay. Excellent. Take that to the bank and smoke it. Good. So what was my Havaminer? Why do I have to tell you to be slow? Okay. Excellent. And then I have Tamido Tamidim Harvey. Have a lot of Tamidim. Right? We said yesterday. Oh, man. Right? Good. You should have, you should have uh, LF babies. That's like the, the little kid's bracha and gum. Right? You should marry Chatan Tzadik and have LF babies. Right? That's the... That's the camera question. A lot of Talmudim. Oh, good, good. And also, seek the Torah. Okay, make a fence for the Torah. You know, the Torah makes fences for the Torah. Right? Adam Arishon did it. We have Zeris March. This is not news. Is this news? Make, make, make fences? Right? Is it, who's this news for? Make fences for the Torah. Okay? Right? Even the Torah does it with the Nazir and these things. It also makes fences. Arias. Good, so this seems like, uh, like they blew it. <laughs> this is their big chance to help all future generations deal with our new, uh, significantly darker relationship with truth. Right? It was just, uh, and this is the advice. That's what they got. Come on, guys. There were prophets in there. Excellent. So here's, here's, the, here's what I uh, put together. After looking at a lot of these uh, rabbis, I don't know who said what, and uh, I don't want to blame them for what I'm about to say anyway. But uh, Moshe Alshaker and Rabbi Shem Tov, Ibn Shem Tov, and Buhav, and Yitzchak Cairo, Ben Yonah's here, I just mentioned them all. I said them all, and somewhere in there, are, this is based on a true story, okay? This child I'm going to give. 
based on, based on real events, which is like this. What they're doing is they're teaching, right? Their job here is to teach people who are going to be macabalim, right? We're all going to live in the world of the macabal now, like we said uh, from the first year, second year, first year, one of those years. How do we relate to the truth as macabre? It was a new thing. Okay? What do I do as a macabre? What's my uh, relationship with the truth going to be as a macabre, which is a new position that people had to get used to? So when I tell you that you need to be slow in the den, no one thought you were going to be fast. Okay? There's no havamina that anyone was like, we thought our job was to just rattle off the things as soon as we hear it. I didn't go to lunch. It wasn't anybody's havamina, and you didn't have to introduce the idea that you have to take it slow and think it through carefully. Hey, that was most of the pachita. I don't accept any havamina any other way. So when I tell, so what happens when you're being slow and careful, right, Zevi, you're going to be the dying here. And remember, everybody's a dying. That's right? so we're talking to everybody. Okay, Dion Zevi. I'm sure you have a last name. Dion Zevi. We're, you're being cautious, right? Careful, you brought all your books, you got all your books out, right? And you're uh, there and you're up all night and you can't, you got the coffee, you got the jittery from the thing. I come to say, slow down. <laughs> slow down, Zavi. Slow down, take it easy. Slow down, patience. So what am I, what am I telling him, really? Careful. What does he think he's being? He thinks he's being careful, right? He's not rushing. He's making sure to read through it again. He's going back to the sources. He's consulting with Chaverim. He's being careful. I don't think anyone's talking to, uh, to uh, uh, what do you call it, irresponsible uh, human beings. You have something in mind, you're making it up. But you're doing it, you're doing it slowly and carefully. If I tell you to slow down, that means that whatever you thought was slow and careful is not going to be enough. Okay? And I'm talking, and now, so now I come back to you next week. And now you're in your new, now there's more books. There's more books open, and it's two nights. And it's two nights now with the coffee and the no sleep and the what do you call it. Exactly, you gotta slow down, man. Slow down, slow down, dude, take it slow. Come on, man. Am I gonna do three nights? And three nights, and I come back, and Misha keeps saying the same thing. So what's my message, what's my real message that I'm getting to? Now obviously, they all point out that this can't really mean what it sounds like. Because we have a thing called Inui Hadin. Right? Inui Hadin is when judges drag the case out long enough that it starts to become torture for the litigants. Okay? It's an, it's an Isser. It's an Isser for judges to drag it out. Right? It's not clear at what stage of the court is it called dragging it out. If it takes them a long time to research, so then uh, is that called enough? But uh, they want to learn that there's a cap to this idea. We're not saying that you can take forever on a thing. You can't. Right? Be in endlessly slow. I mean, first of all, you have things you have to do. There's more cases, right? You're going to have to judge. And if you're talking about you and your life, you've got a lot more days coming. So, it, it, so the, the message here is not about your speed, necessarily. Because there is a maximal slowness that we're allowed to have legally. And practically speaking, it's talking to everyone regardless of the relative slowness of the people. All right? So it's not a, we're not looking for a particular, it's not 17 miles an hour. I'm sorry, kilometers, uh, kamashas. 
It's not 17 Kamasha. Everybody goes 17, right? Because then the people that were going 17, it's not talking to. And if you're going 13, where they have to speed up, right? It says everybody needs to slow down. Everybody. So if you're driving 20 Kamashas and you have to slow down, the other 90, he's got to slow, everybody got to slow down. So what's the point? The point is the slowing down. Okay? The point is not the speed that you get to. The point is the act of slowing down. Now, why is the act of slowing down significant? Because what it says to a person when you accept that you need to slow down is, why were you dumb? You were dumb because in your mind you got it. Right? In your mind you got sufficient evidence and sufficient argument and sufficient svara, whatever it is, to make a decision. When I tell you you have to slow down, what I'm telling you is, there's more. There's more. There's more that might change the way you feel about it. It's not just there's more, there's more that might be very significant and alter the way that you have made this decision. And when you slow down and I come back again next week and I tell you to slow down again, so what am I telling you? There's still more. Still more that might change everything. The, the, yes, that the message of this here is everyone needs to slow down because now in this new world order of being a Makabel, it means that you don't have everything. There's all, there, that there's more information. Whatever you did, you don't have prophecy. Whatever research you did, however deep you dug, it's still possible to slow down. And take a look at it again, and do a little more research. Right? That possibly you have to be aware that that's true now. As a Makabo, by us, not necessarily. We go to the Prophet and he tells us, game over. There isn't anything else to think about. There's nothing else to think about. Once the Prophet prophesies at you, all over you, there's no more, there's nothing to think. What are you going to think about? It's over. The infinite wisdom of the Creator expressed through his mouth. Game over. There's no like, slow down. Okay, slow down with the prophecy. No, you have to slow down with the prophecy. You have to slow down because wherever line you got to, if you'll slow up, you'll see there's more. Now, practically, at some point, you're going to have to stop and poskin. Okay? Practically, you're not allowed to go on forever. It's not practical and it's also. Okay? But the attitude you need to have is that I know that whatever line I got to, if I could slow down, I'd, there'd be more for me to process. So how can you poskin then? Oh, good. So I am the, uh, the, <laughs> almost, uh, Igris Moshe talks about it, and his Hakdama to the, to the, the Moshe Feinstein, his Hakdama to Igris Moshe talks about it. The Ramban. Yeah, Sacha the Ramban, and his Hakdama to, to Mechemes Hashavah. We did it together at some point. Okay, the, the Paschal Halacha doesn't mean I figured out the truth. Okay, that's the, the, the big, Revelation of Torah Shabbat Peh. Okay? The fact that I'm passing halacha means that I was legally given legal rights by God to pass in this halacha with the understanding that I have not gotten to the end of the information and there's information out that might change my mind. And if I was able to slow up completely and, and stick with it for a few more weeks, I might figure things out that will change the way I'm deciding, but I don't have to. Right? There's a, there's a, you have to be the guy to be the guy. Okay? You have to, he said you have to qualify to be one of those guys, but if you're the guy, you're given rights to Paskin, even if Klape Shmaya, he says, meaning an absolute truth, prophetic land, what you're saying is wrong, it's still the halacha. Okay? Even if Klape Shmaya, meaning if we were back in Mesir land, pre Agadola, what I'm Paskin would be wrong. That's not what the Prophet would say. But since that's what I'm saying, now that's the halacha. Okay? But Anchik is saying, realize you live in that world. Realize that wherever you got to, 
If you would slow up, there's going to be more information there. When do I stop them? Okay, so I'd ask Rabbi Bella and figure out what the... We're so used to this that it, it's, uh, hopefully, that it seems normal to us, but that's a function of our position here. The idea that you could, that Eon could take forever in a sugya, we'll be stuck for days and weeks and uh, months in a single uh, Gemara seems like, of course, you know, of course there's always more to connect and more things. Understand. But that's, that's the new world order, okay? So what you're saying is that what Ramesh said about, about me being the correct person to ask and even though there's more information out there, <coughs> the thing that I'm passing incorrectly right now, um, incorrectly right now is correct. Is that what you were saying before about it being okay that it's okay? Yeah. Good. Right. It's a, it's correct for me to it's it's okay for me to be incorrect right now. Absolutely. And now my incorrect is actually correct. That that actually that's the crazy part. Yeah. Um, I just want to say that you said about the truth and everything, and it's not really a contradiction, but just uh, one your opinion. What about when the, the Navi came to Keskial and said, "Yeah." Absolutely, that's, that's a big kasha. That whole story, I don't care how you cut it, without this year, that's a big problem. Right? Well, he didn't know about tshuva? Oh, nothing. Yeah. What was he thinking? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Right? What is he doing? He's like, no, I have a Masora that you can always do tshuva. He's like, what, you didn't realize you could always do tshuva? Right? The whole, that story is a mess, regardless of how you want to learn anything. Right? So I don't want to do nach, because I'm in yeshiva. Good. Who does nach? Excellent. Let's see if we can, uh, I know there's a lot of, uh, oh, never mind. Please ask a question, it's 4 o'clock. Moshe Rabbeinu was Makabal, meaning that he didn't get everything. Right. But he was a novice, so he had the absolute truth as well. He had absolute clarity on what he was able, he was a Navi version of, you, Navi is, Red Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu, you'll be God and Aaron will be your Navi. Okay, so Navi is like, there's God, God mode, so Navi is like level down. So from God to Navi is also a Kabbalah problem, like from Navi to Chacham is a Kabbalah problem. Right. He's the Navi version of Kabbalah. We're talking about the second step down. Even, it's, even when we had Navias, there still wasn't absolute clarity. Except it wasn't the, God mode, no. Except, except in the question which I asked the Navi and he gave me an answer. So in what we got, it's absolute clarity. Now, even in what we got, it's not absolute, right? We're a step further uh, gone, okay? So I, I hope to do the whole system once, but please God, uh, Sunday we'll, uh, we'll do the whole Mishnah as one thing, and then move on. Why is it so important to the Ba'an Shemitah to tell the Ba'an Shemitah? Why is it so important to tell the Ba'an Shemitah? So I think that's why I want to stick with the Mepharshim that says for everybody, right? We're all down in Dinim all the time, right? Oh. Masunim B'Din is you. Anytime you're evaluating what the truth is, slow down, dude, right? Why should I slow down? I figured it because you didn't figure it out. Keep, keep reminding yourself there's more, there's more. It could be you need to move, move on. It could be practically I have to move on. But like learning Bikiyas. Right? It's like uh, your whole life is Bikiyas. I don't care what you think you're doing. I don't care how much Ian you think you're doing. It's still, uh, at some point you chose to move on. You didn't get to the end. Right? And that was a new thing. And that was a, a we'll, we'll see, that was a, a, a headspace that everyone needed to live in now. Right, which was for sure uber depressing, by the way. Right, very what? A, what? What? A, yeah, very humbling. You're gonna see their whole thing's humility, the whole, uh, their whole uh, tact over. Okay, please God, we'll uh, 